Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice, our mild-mannered podcasters were bombarded by gamma rays, bitten by radioactive bugs, mutated by toxic waste, irradiated with cosmic rays, born into a world that doesn't understand them. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Talking Comics Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Shortle. I'm in the house with Bob Ryer. Hello. And on the line with Mr. Steve Say. <laughs> Hi. And Mr. Joey Pacino. Hello. All right. So uh, it's the end of the year 2015 awards. Uh, we are missing Mara and Stephanie. They will be joining us uh, either at the very tail end of this episode or probably at the beginning of the next episode that you guys will hear here. Uh, we're sitting here on a, on a Sunday morning. Um Almost Sunday afternoon at this point, uh, getting ready to record a whole bunch of podcasts for you guys. So uh, normally I know exactly when these are going to come out. I'm like, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. But I'm not totally sure exactly how I'm going to space these out yet. But the week between Christmas and New Year's, they will definitely be out. I'm going to try to release them all together so it's not like over three weeks or something like that. Um, and then, of course, we'll, we're going to c- come up with all our nominees um, over, the, over these shows um, for all our categories. And this year for overall, we're going to get a list of 10 books down. And then we're going to take the two weeks in between when we record this and when we come back for our award show, read as much as we can and then and do our usual sort of award show process at the, at the end of that. So first, I want to thank Joey for, for agreeing to, to join us this year. Absolutely. I'm very excited. Um, you, you don't know what you're getting into. So uh, not, not a clue. <laughs> <laughs> it's time. So we're going to start out. Obviously, I, I have the picks from the people who who aren't here. So. We're, we're able to um, go from there with, with them, but we're going to do this first show. We're going to do uh, cover, adaptation, and publisher. Um, so, uh, I should say, too, a, a new category we have this year is uh, Best Comic Book Adaptation, TV, Movie, or Game. So, basically, anything that was in comics brought to a new media. Um, if people don't know, if this is the first time listening to a best of show, I'll run down quickly how it goes. Um, and it's sort of adapted over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, we each have three picks that we're going to bring to the table, or, or at a max three picks. You know, you, you can if you don't have three ones that you believe should be on the oh. list, then of course they don't have to be there. But um, three picks, uh, and um, we all we all throw them into a pile. We all say them out loud, and you know, part of this is going to be a straight sort of majority rule situation. So if you know, let's say for best new series, um, all of us said you know. Uh, uh, th- oh, Five out of the six of us said the same book. That book would be locked in as a, as a nominee. Yep. In fact, anything that's majority will get locked in as a nominee. So there's six of us, obviously, total at, at the end of everything here. Um, if obviously six, five, or four people say a book, it's going to be locked in on the list as a nominee. The fun starts on those other ones. Uh, the, fun, the fun starts on those other ones. Um, you know, if really, if there's one that gets only one of one of our votes, usually that that book's going to get. Uh, if there are other ones that get multiple, so if there's one that has three, one that has two, those will sort of be the ones that we more debate out. And if there's a bunch of a couple ones, those usually sort of get mm-hmm. um, put on the garbage pile, uh, so to speak, in in, in the way. Um, just as when we did the, you know, when we did this one last year, when we did any, any list, you know, talking games, any anything we do, it's important to remember that 
we're talking about the best of the best here. Um, and in talking about the best of the best, we're going to be, we're going to be nitpicking. We're going to be, you know, sort of getting little, you know, little quibbles about, about stuff. And those quibbles will seem like big things because it's what we're going to be focusing on sometimes, you know, right at the bat, these are all great creators. These are all great books this is the best of the best. So, you know, all these books are great, but we're just trying to figure out which books belong in that top five. And that, that can, um, uh, you know, um, really make the grade and be on our, our nominees list. And just like every year, um, all the podcast posts will have polls in them, so you can vote for yourself about who you think should win. And of course, there'll always be a write-in vote as well, so people can always write in and and vote that way. Um, but yeah, so that that is uh what what we got going on here. Um, it's funny because this is the first time Bob and I are the only ones in studio. Everyone yeah. else is on Skype, so it's an interesting like dynamic. It's an interesting uh, kind of balance with, with, with stuff going on. But uh, I have a technical question. Yes. If someone doesn't ta- have three picks, mm-hmm. is it like carbon credits? Can I buy one of their picks? Because I have categories I need more than three. <laughs> I think you could probably, if you use two of your picks, you can probably throw your weight behind someone else's pick okay. if, you, if you decide to do that. Um, yeah, we, I can absolutely do that. Great. Um, so, all right. So let's do this. Um, let's uh, let's start with cover. So, I mean, cover, if people people don't know about cover, I mean, the way we usually do it is this. So, um, you know, I, I have a bunch of picks down here, but usually what we'll do, and it's actually going to be even different this year, because usually we've got, you know, four of us sitting here doing this, and so we all pick a cover, and then we sort of pick a fifth, uh, like a joint, mm-hmm. jointly, but we actually have six people doing that this year. So I think we're just going to take each of our favorites. It's not even going to okay. be it really, cause there's no reason to really even, you can't really debate, you know, which cover belongs. I'll hold them up to the microphone. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, I figure we just, everyone picks sort of like their favorite cover and we'll, we, we'll, we'll throw that on a list. And Bob, do you mind keeping a master list for me? Bob's already yeah, got it. I got my wonder woman pen out. All right. <laughs> um, that's so funny because so Mara didn't even pick a cover. <laughs> um, so we'll we'll do all four all four of ours and then we'll add the other twos on the top. So um, Steve, you're you're Mister Covers. I I am. Aren't you're you're Mister Covers. So why don't you go first? What is your favorite cover of the year? And tell uh, us why. Why? Yeah, just so we, just so we, we can we can ex, expend the virtues of of these books. They deserve to be talked about. All right. Um, I'm actually trying to send you a <laughs> copy of it right now, but I don't know that it's going through. But anyway, oh, I got it. I got it. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, it exists. <laughs> okay. Um, I see. My I favorite got it. cover of the year is uh, Inhuman number twelve, and it's actually the Phil Noto variant. And uh, if for those who, who who aren't running to their computers to go and check out what this <laughs> is, is this not? <laughs> Medusa is, of course, you know, an integral part of the Inhuman bunch. And this cover is just absolutely visually very striking and very evocative. It's kind of a um, like a glamour pose cover. But what it is, is it's just her face in, in the, you know, in the way that Phil Noto just does female characters in particular very delicately, very well, very articulate, and her hair is kind of blowing out all around her in these like soft hues of like white highlights with this like deep, almost like pale cherry red color. And the hair is just everywhere. There's like a little piece of her shoulder peeking out, but otherwise it's just her face and her hair. And it's really 
simple. The uh, the logo design for the Inhumans is is you know nice and neat, and I just I just think it's an absolutely gorgeous cover. It looks like a magazine cover that like you'd find in one of the bottom artsy racks at Penn Station or something like that. And um, I went through all the articles for the favorite uh, covers of the of the week stuff that Bob and I do on the site. Cheater, <laughs> I did the and, same thing. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've got 10, like I've got 10 amazing covers, but I went back and this was my first pick when I was going through those. And when I went back over my other ones, this was the obvious one for me. I just, I th just think it's really striking and it leaves, it leaves an impression on me. So uh, that's my, my pick is Inhuman number 12, the Phil Noto variant. Nice. Nice. I just also sent my mine in the Skype chat for you guys. Batman number 40 is mine. And it's Batman uh, stabbing a dragon. <laughs> it's a Greg, oh yeah, it's a Greg, nice. Greg Capullo cover. When I, you know, obviously like a, a million great covers uh, came out this year, and that's obviously hyperbole. Yeah. Um, but uh, when I, I I try with especially with the covers, I try to just like, think like what stood stood with me, you know. And mm -hmm. and when I thought my favorite cover of the year, this is the one that I automatically thought of. Um, it's just incredibly weird incredibly evocative incredibly cool cover um and, and i just love it a, a ton and of course uh capullo is great and, and, and all the covers of batman are usually super are super solid but this one just because of its sheer craziness just stood out to me the most and i i i love it so much so batman uh, number 40 is, is my pick um using batman to muscle me out man <laughs> <laughs> That's cheating. That is. <laughs> okay, Yoda. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we all don't talk to me about Star Wars. I haven't seen it yet. Oh man. We I know. I was supposed to go last night, but stuff. We so will not try to go later tonight. Yeah. Don't anyway, worry. Don't worry. We won't. This is not. This is not the show to talk about Star Wars. So don't worry. Um, in, until Mara gets here. Um, Joey, uh, what is your favorite cover of the year? Uh. I'm kind of waffling between two, but I'll I'll run with the Ant Man number four cover, the the Miami Vice cover. Oh yeah, yes. about. it's wild, man. <laughs> uh, um, uh, Mark Brooks did it. I just oh, I really like it, stuff. obviously because it has the whole you know '70s aesthetic. But I also just loved the series too, and I felt like the cover really spoke to uh, how ridiculous the book was mm -hmm. as well. You have the um, What's the character's name? Grizzly Bear? Is that his name? Huggy Bear. Is that yes, the character's name? No, the Huggy Bear is Starsky and Hutch. Yeah, Huggy Bear yeah. Starsky and Hutch. Right. Um, in his, you know, double-breasted jacket and, and white sneakers, and it's like, okay, I'm going to read this book, you know? Um, and I, I blasted through the series a couple of weeks ago, and even just this cover, I was like, why didn't I read this when it came out just for this cover? So really liked it. Ant-Man number four, uh, covered by Mark Brooks. All right. Bob. This was another tough one for me. I last minute choice. I my first cover of the year is basically Lady Killer, the mm -hmm. first one, which got me started on that series. And there's a printer that hang on in my kitchen, so it's you know <laughs> this lady killing, uh, cleaning up a very bloody kitchen hanging in my kitchen. So hopefully no one wants to ever come over for dinner because. It's, <laughs> uh, and then one of the last ones was the Moon Girl. Uh, the Amy Reader cover. That's a good one. But in, in looking back through everything else, the one that put the biggest smile on my face is Hank Johnson, Agent of Hydra <laughs> by Amanda Connor and Paul Mounts. I love covers that, that as, as yours does, Joey, that, that reference something else or, or an homage. And that cover is, it's, it's Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. number four by Jim Steranko from back in the 60s. And it is, <laughs> it is just recast that instead of all sorts of spy stuff, it's, you know, the hose from his lawn. 
instead of a big gun. It's his kids playing on a big wheel instead of Nick Fury on a motorcycle. It's his poor slob with, holding a piece of steak over his eye because he's got kicked in the face by Nick Fury. So <laughs> Amanda doesn't do as much interior work anymore, but she's just tons and tons of covers and always nails whatever they're trying to get. So Hank Johnson, agent of Hydra, the one and only, is my pick for the cover. <laughs> nice. So we have, those are our four. Um, I will get the ones from Stephanie and Mara because those weren't in the pics they sent me. And then um, we will put those up obviously on the post and all, we'll put all the uh, display images up as well. Of course, uh, the covers themselves. So you can see them as you're voting. Um, but uh, well, yeah, Steve, do you have any like, you know, a couple honorable mentions you want to throw out there just to get oh, absolutely. The, yeah, go ahead. Um, this next one is actually a real mouthful. So bear with me. <laughs> Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and X-Men Black Vortex Omega number one. <laughs> nice. Whoa. I read that. <laughs> it's uh, Andrea Sorin, uh, Sorrentino. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, oh man, the name is escaping me right now. But the, from A-Force, the like celestial character. Um, Bob, help me out here. Universe or... Something oh, like that. Singularity. 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 Okay, yeah. It's this, like, absolutely gorgeous, almost looks like it was a combination of, like, spray paint and splatter paint, and it's kind of her with her arms outstretched, almost in, like, a uh, Johnny Storm Human Torch-like way, but it's all, like, stardust and sparkly, you know, bits flying off of her and stuff, and the whole sky behind her has been kind of polarized by the color of her, for lack of a better word, skin, like her form. And it's kind of like reaching out into the sky. It was very close to being um, my, uh, my cover of the year. <laughs> but actually, you know what? Now that I think about it. Too late. No, 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 no. Hold on, no. I want to it has been said. Yeah. It's been written down and it's in pen. Um, You're stuck with no, it. No, no. No, I could be mistaken, actually. My notes are a little weird. My Guardians of the Galaxy. Actually, you know what, Bobby? Let me, um, maybe somebody else, if they want to give some mentions. I just want to check up on this really quick. Sure, okay. absolutely. Um, Sorry about that. Go ahead, Bob. Sure. Um, a couple that really hit me. Uh, Harrow County, number one. Mm. Yeah. Uh, by Tyler Crook, which is just so creepy. And yeah. actually is a reference to something that happens in the story, mm -hmm. which is always nice to see. And Batgirl 40, Cameron Stewart. Oh, it's a good one, yeah. Which is little yeah. bits and pieces of all the various aspects of Barbara over the years. We've got sort of the Gail Simone version. We've got the new Batgirl of Burnside going all fractured and all over the place. Really love that one, too. That's a good one. Oh, thank God. I was right. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's no problem. Uh, Joey, uh, you sent me your, your, your runner-up, the Storm cover. Yeah, I was I was Ooh. wavering between the two of these. and I um, The Storm cover, Storm number 11, Stephanie Hans did this one, the one where it's just Storm looking at you, and it's like mm -hmm. raining, and the... the lightning shooting out of her eye and she's just looking at you. She's, the series, um, Greg Pak did a really, really wonderful job with the character and that that cover is very evocative and she's just, Storm is just such a badass and the cover really captures that um, and she's got the mohawk kind of just like, because it's raining, like coming down the side of her face. It's just a really, really uh, wonderful, wonderful cover. Yeah, I love that series. It really, it's a shame it ended so soon. It got riared. Yep, it did. <laughs> Another one I cursed. Um, That's so perfect. I've become a verb. <laughs> uh, for me, some of the, my, uh, 
runner-ups were actually Scarlet Witch number one that just yeah. came out. Yeah, I had that one. Uh, it's an absolutely gorgeous cover. Um, uh, Daredevil number 14, which is actually uh, the sort of, it's all blue and it's like the character sort of in the womb, um, yeah. which is just like a, an, an awesome, awesome cover. Very evocative. And there, Chris, Chris Samney. I could have picked a million Daredevil covers. Uh, I love yeah. I love all of those covers so much. Was, I, the one with the, the two Purple Man issues that came out this year are also amazing. Like the the him walking off the Purple Man's head, like this giant Purple Man's head and everything. That was a great cover. But then also a Death Defying Dr. Mirage, number one. I love that cover. Yes. Love that cover. It's just, a, it's just so such an evocative cover to the whole sort of tone of the series. Just a really wonderful thing. Um, all right. So, Steve, do you want to throw a couple of your other more out there? Sure. Now that you've confirmed? Um, I've got Giant Days number six uh, from Lisa mm. Triman on my list. That's the one. Um, I always confuse the character names, but um, maybe uh, maybe you or Bob know. The girl with the long black hair. Esther. Esther. Oh, yes. 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 Um, it's this, like, the background is this, like, hot, hot pink, and she's wearing a uh, skeleton hoodie, and she has a microphone in her hand, mm-hmm. and she's got her head down, and she's just dropping the microphone, and the microphone is, like, mid-drop on the mm-hmm. cover, and it just, it screams attitude and and badassery, and it just, I could imagine this ridiculous uh, finale to a concert if she was part of a band, and she just, like, they just wrapped up, and the, the drums just crashed down, and she's dropping the microphone and walking off the stage, and it, it just, like, it's a cover that I look at, and I hear, like, feedback and music and stuff like that, and I, I think uh, art that, like, gives you auditory uh, visuals as well is a uh, is a pretty cool cover. Um, really quick, running down the list, I have Constantine the Hellblazer number two from Riley Rossmo, uh, Infinity Gauntlet number two by W. Scott Forbes, uh, Book of Death number one from Oh, I promised myself I wasn't going to read this. <laughs> uh, Jelena Kevic, uh, Jerdevic. <laughs> let's let's stick with that. Yeah. <laughs> And um, I have a couple of other ones too, but I'm gonna I'm actually gonna hold on to those for when I do my uh, like personal end of the year lists on the site. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, I, I, I mean, it's tough to not mention the uh, Doubt, Russell Doubterman, Mighty Thor, Thor number one, the, Thor oh, number one, yes. the wraparound, Absolutely. the wraparound cover, which is just stunning, stunning, stunning cover. Yeah, um, Doctor Strange's too. Oh yeah, there's I mean, two, uh, yes, like I said, there's just yeah. so many. The Kevin Wada Catwoman covers are fantastic too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. So let's move on to uh, best comic book adaptation, TV, movie, ah. or game. Um, all right. So uh, this is this act. We actually have nominees to do and have things to figure out. Um, all right. So, Joey, why don't you give us your, 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 your three? Okay. I didn't want to go first. Uh, <laughs> um I my top three were out of my five that I wrote down were uh, Jessica Jones, Supergirl, and um I feel like other people are going to talk about my third one, so I'll bring up my random fourth one, Kingsman and the Secret Service. <laughs> All right, all right, um, Bob. What about you? Uh, for me, Agent Carter. Okay. Yeah, that was my third one. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Ant Man. Okay. And Supergirl. Okay. Okay. Steve. Um, I'm going to have to go with um, 
Oh boy. Uh Daredevil, okay. Jessica Jones, and Agent Carter. Okay. Okay. All right. Um for me it would be The Flash. Jessica Jones. Um and I actually also said the Kingsman Secret Service. Nice. <laughs> that movie was great. <laughs> that was an awesome, awesome I movie. I got your back on that one. <laughs> um, and the one that Mara sent in, uh, she only had one pick on hers, and that was Jessica Jones. Okay. So Jessica Period. Jones will be Jessica a lock. Jones. <laughs> okay. Jessica Jones gets locked for sure. Um, and uh, let's see here. So Jessica Jones is locked. We have two twos, right? Supergirl. Two Supergirls. Two Supergirls, two Kingsmen, and two Agent Carters, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, no, we have one Agent Carter. No, we have two. One for me and oh, one yes, for you. Oh, yes, there is. I'm sorry. Yeah, yes, yeah, okay. yeah. All right, cool. Um, let's see here. Um, I can certainly get behind Agent Carter um, being on this list for sure. Um, yeah. I think it definitely belongs on the list. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah, something so very different. Yeah, different, yeah. but also just quality. Quality is very mm-hmm. high, and um, you know, it's interesting because, like, I mean, really, this category is like what the best. Like, we say best adaptation, but it's really just like the, the best movie, comic book, TV show. Because it really, I mean. There isn't a lot of straight adaptation going on no. in the Agent Carter TV show at all, right? It's it's not a lot. It's all of, reinvented. It's all re- yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all reinvented. So it's not technically it's not really like we're not, if we're speaking just purely adaptation, it wouldn't be here. But just for a comic book property brought to 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 another medium, I think it captures like the sense of, of comics and especially sort of big two comics in a way that you know only gets captured really i think honestly by tv shows in, in, in a lot of ways yeah the, the way it's serialized the fun that it has but it also balances a lot of fun with emotional pathos as well it's i mean same reason why i love the flash so much because it does the same thing mm-hmm. right it's it does all of this stuff super super well and it makes you but it still gives you that sort of hooray feeling that i think you know great sort of pulpy stories are, are, are supposed mm-hmm. to supposed to give you um uh, I also think that uh, for a year that gave us Jessica Jones and Supergirl to go back to January and the Agent Carter kind of kicking off the year, I think places it in a very interesting place too yeah. uh, for a year that really became about kind of that the, the feminine hero mm-hmm. uh, in, in the media too. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I was going to say, if I can help to put another thing on the list, I would actually take my uh daredevil nom away for the flash okay i mean i i like you know I, again the i the, i think the flash belongs i mean i've never seen on t- on any medium such a kind of pure distillation of what comic books are all about <clears throat> put into anything you know i mean it, it's it's so heartfelt and so exciting but also just so crazy at times like the fact that we just saw this episode that you know had vandal savage you know yeah. time traveling to kill Hawkman and, and hawk girl while the flash runs back in time and, and, and all, all all the and the air you know the the rogues showing the rogue right? showing up all of this stuff the fact that we you know 
we just said the the finale episode had Weather Wizard, the Trickster, and Captain Cold all teaming up to take down the Flash. You know, we we've seen Gorilla Grodd, Gorilla Grodd. We've seen King Shark. We've seen all of this stuff on this show. To me, it's just like one of these like kind of wonderful things that I never even even after we got you know the Marvel movies and even the Avengers, I didn't really expect to see this much stuff on a television show and just so unbridedly unapologetically comic book, you know? Um, And it's also noble for the fact that I think it's also because of people's acceptance of that. It's sort of, uh, I I think obviously it's the same, a lot of the same creator creative team has kind of moved arrow more towards that as well. Where arrow has become much more loose and much less apologetic uh, of its, of its comic book origins, you know, uh, um, it, it's definitely denolanized itself over 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 the mm-hmm. over the last couple of years, um, especially this year, in order to sort of uh, I think catch up with that show. So, I mean, I personally think the Flash kind of needs to be uh, on this list for me. Um, uh, I I'll jump on board with that. Okay, so so we've got three: Jessica Jones, Agent Carter, and the Flash are all on here. Um, now um, we had. What do we have from our uh, Stephanie? Stephanie she, hasn't. She, Stephanie, Stephanie has not get, gotten back to me with those picks yet. So we'll keep going on this stuff. If, if she rings in and, and it breaks a tie or something, that that'll be great. But okay. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna move forward with, with without it for, for right now. Tentative. It's, yeah, those are yeah. tentative three right now. Um, what we have, uh, we've got Supergirl, Kingsman. Each Ant- have two. Yeah, Supergirl and King both have two. Um, and then there's Ant Man. And I guess Stevie took your vote away for Daredevil. I mean, Daredevil is an f- amazing show. I just want to... Oh, I, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Daredevil makes it onto this list by yeah. the end of uh, the two ladies weighing in. Yeah. But um, I mean, just in stacking them up one against another, as much as I, I did love and do love Daredevil, just the flash is all the things you were saying earlier and uh, and more. It's the show that I sit down that I'm the most excited for each week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, me too. Absolutely. And there, and you know, like Agents of Shield has had a, a tr- their best season yet in in the show's history, but you know, they the latter half of two didn't really entertain me as much as some of this other stuff. So while they're doing you know amazing things with three, and they seem to finally have like found their stride, and the writing has become better, and just it's a it's a bit more intense. It's more the show that I wanted it to be. There's still a part of the year where it was underwhelming me to a degree. Um, the Flash has been consistent since episode one. You know, the, I, I can't remember a time where I sat down and, and was not uh, fully entertained and giddy by by the time that it was over and looking forward to next week. Like seven days was too long to wait for the next one. Yeah. Um, Bob and Joe, you guys both hit Supergirl, right? Yes. So love Supergirl. Give me the. I'll let you guys kind of talk about. It. Give me the kind of the pitch on Supergirl. Joey, you want to start or? Well, the the pitch is this, man. Every episode of Supergirl, <laughs> tears come out of my eyes. Yes. You know, like any show that makes me cry, put it on the damn list. You know, um, no, I I love Supergirl. I think the cast is is spectacular. Um, I think Melissa Benoist as Supergirl, both in the show. She's wonderful as both Kara and 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 obviously the superhero. But if you look kind of outside the show and how she talks about being the superhero and the responsibility of that, and you follow her on social media, it's just that kind of 
that role and that idea of, again, the, the kind of female superhero and this just superhero even taking out the qual- qual- um, qualifier that the show really captures. Um, and it, it talks about uh, very real... The, the issues that you would expect a show called Supergirl to talk about, it talks about it well. It couches it in that same kind of fun that you guys are talking about with The Flash. I know we're only kind of six or seven episodes in, but uh, we've seen some pretty pretty ridiculous stuff on that one too. And and um, and at this point, it, it's it. I am also very excited to see it every week. And they just hit their mid season finale last week. Um, with a, just another another great episode um, that promises some intrigue down the line. So it's a it's a new series and it hasn't maybe hasn't um, has doesn't have the kind of gr- um, uh, foundations yet that like a show like The Flash has or like The Walking Dead or something like that. But uh, it's very promising going into into 2016. Now, uh, what I'll add to that too, Joey, I, I agree with everything you're saying there. We've had a couple of really interesting reveals. I don't want to spoil if people are trying to catch up, but some wild, some, yeah, some really interesting DC history showing up. Uh, nice nods to the past and having Dean Kane and Helen Slater on board. But I, I think we've seen in all only those few episodes, lovely growth, a nice arc for both Supergirl, for Cat, for her sister, for Hank Henshaw. There's really it seems as if there's been a plan, you know, to move all these characters to somewhere different. Jimmy Olsen. Uh, when these characters are all in slightly different places where they were at the beginning. Usually that first part of a season is just, let's set the tone, let's set the place up. He said, we did that pretty early, and now let's move to somewhere else. And we grow with those characters. Just you're saying, there's deep emotion, it seems like, in every episode. Yeah. And new discoveries about these characters and how they interact with each other. Well, I mean, that sounds to me like Supergirl belongs on this list then. It belongs, it belongs a nominee then. If you guys feel that strongly about it, um, I'm comfortable moving that. To, to to lock it in for 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 the fourth nominee um the fifth nominee is going to be tricky i think <laughs> yeah um i do want to say too we haven't no, no one's mentioned it yet but and it was on like uh, just outside my, my top three but i zombie is also a fantastic show oh yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, i've only seen about maybe five episodes mm-hmm. of the first season mm-hmm but uh, I loved it. I loved it. It just I I was watching it with my girlfriend, and she was going home, so that's why we stopped. And but um, it's awesome. It reminds me of so many of the shows that I loved in, uh, in like the '90s and 2000s, of like Veronica Mars, and um, it's really like snappy and the way that it's written. The it's very humorous, and it's a little gory mm-hmm. uh, at times. Uh, and I just it, it's really really fun. Yeah. Absolutely. I just picked up the first trade of the book. Oh, really? They're very yeah. different. <laughs> yes, I, I, just, I, I realize that. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. But I mean, the, the, I've only read the first trade. That's the only thing I've read of the book is the first trade. Uh, and you'll have a ton of fun with it because obviously Chris Roberson's a great writer and Mike Allred obviously speaks for itself. Um, but the show is great. The show, like you're saying, Steve, calling back to the shows that you, would, you used to love sort of in like formative years, you know, like that's sort yeah. of yeah. It, what it feels like to me, you know. Um, uh, and there isn't really another show just like it you know, out there, like the, in a particular tone and feeling, which it's just really nice. Um, I just want to bring that up because I don't think it's going to make our list because I don't think any any of us like have the the deep passion for it because I obviously not not have caught up or whatever. But I just want to mention it because it is a great it is yeah. a great show. I've seen were great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Everything I've seen of it has has been really good. Um, so I mean, it looks like for us right now, sort of like the 
the three that we're dealing with are Kingsman, Ant-Man, and Daredevil are sort of the three um, that, that we're sort of picking, vying for the, for the last spot. Um, I, you know, I honestly would be comfortable with any one of those being there. My personal favorite, even though Kingsman was on my list, I was like, I, Kingsman is awesome. It's a fantastic, fun, just ridiculous movie that, that I, I think does everything basically almost everything right um and has some of the best action scenes i think of the year for sure uh, um and you know of the comic movies that came out this year it's probably my favorite uh, of them uh, i also loved ant-man but for me i mean my my like kind of like when it tugs at sort of like my like uh my like film not film snobby, but like you know film snobby like you know dark not dark but like mature entertainment thing is daredevil obviously okay. which yeah. uh i think just um jessica jones is obviously much fresher in in all of our heads because it just happened um and i i still think jessica jones is just as good if maybe not a little bit better than daredevil but when daredevil came out i still think for me, it was probably one of the, I think, the best things Marvel had, had ever done. And it still, I think, stands up there was one of the best things Marvel has ever done. Um, I, this whole Netflix sort of movement, I think, is a really kind of special thing that, that, that they're doing. Being able to focus down on these characters that are, you know, different heights of sort of, of rec- recognizable. Um, Daredevil being the most recognizable of all of them before this started. But to just go, to just take a character like that and plop them into the same universe that, you know, Avengers Age of Ultron is taking place in, but it couldn't feel, you know, more different. And to see what it's like for a character defending the neighborhood, you know, you know, again, it's like it felt had such a great sense of place and this great sort of 70s vibe to it where it felt like it felt like, you know, him stopping this guy from you know, kicking people out of their houses was just as important, if not more important than an alien blowing up the, you know, or a robot trying to destroy the world. So that also, I think, is just great, and it shows sort of the 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 range of what these comic book properties can be. They can be, you know, super fun and and super entertaining, and and you know, just put a smile on your face the whole time, or, you know, or they can be the thing that makes you examine, like, you know, w- what are what's really the role of of a hero? What what is the role of somebody not who gets to fly around and sort of do all this high level stuff, but has to be there. In, in the alleys throwing punches like where's the line for that person between being the good guy and sort of being a, just a thug you know what, what what stops him from being one or the other and how do people see him and stuff like that and how how do you how do you make small stakes important when there's global stuff going on i think daredevil did all that stuff really exceptionally well as well as just bringing characters to life that we hadn't seen really brought to life properly yet you know and relationships being shown that are were, were so vitally important i think to to me as as a fan of daredevil you know the, the foggy and matt relationship is so important and that show gets it so so right um yeah vincent d'onofrio yeah as kingpin was incredible yeah brilliant brilliant um so i mean that's sort of my pitch for daredevil being there yeah. but uh but, but i know you love ant-man a super amount so i want to hear your sort of ant-man well to me here's the pitch is this marvel so far with the films has found new ways to put superhero movies out there. Each one's had its own genre. We've had, you know, as I've said before, we've had war movies and monster pictures and mythology. And now we have a science fiction caper film Mm -hmm. that manages to be Scott Lang and Hank and Jan at some level and Hope and, and swirl it all together in ways that honor the comic book, bring it to someplace new. It is fun and different. I think within it, we had the, if not the best 
uh, physical representation of a hero ever in terms of standing there on the screen and, and espousing the character values and so on, which is still probably Chris Evans. But I think Michael Douglas as Hank Pym is probably the best performance <laughs> by an actor in one of these parts yet. That was a movie star turn. And it's subtle little things that make it work. But he's still kind of, he's still a cranky old guy who's had something <laughs> stolen from him. And yet he can still be a hero. It's, you know, when he punches uh, Darren Cross in mm. the face, it's sort of, I thought that would be like really weak. It's like, <laughs> no, it's not. And it promises more to come. Mm -hmm. And where we're going with this, where it's opened up the the quantum realms, which we're going to see in Doctor Strange. So it's setting the tone for something else. It already got such a great response. They've uh, fast-tracked a sequel. So, again, something a little different in their movies. Again, it's a lighter tone, which I tend to drift mm -hmm. towards. And I think it was just done really, really well. It could have been a disaster considering the whole Edgar Wright, mm -hmm. yeah. I don't want to say fiasco, but mm -hmm. the changeover mm -hmm. of tone. And it still manages to work. There are still lo lovely Edgar Wright moments, mm -hmm. and yet still it now fits into the Marvel universe too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I can't, I can't think. Is like I can't disagree with you because I love Ant Man. Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's tough because I did, I did really love that that movie. Um, do I, I mean? I, I want to get the kind of sense of a sense of the room here. Um, I'm going to kind of go around and just say Ant-Man or Daredevil, and we'll we'll see what, what it goes. And then, I'm not saying that we'll, that we'll lock it in, but I'm just right, saying- I, we'll have to wait for another vote. I want to get the temperature yeah. of, of what's going on. So, um, Steve, Ant-Man or Daredevil? Um, Ant-Man. Okay. Joey? Daredevil. Okay. Bob? Well, I say Ant-Man. And I say Daredevil, it. so that's it's, yeah! it's two to two. <laughs> but wait, Mara said Daredevil, right? No, Mara had Jessica Jones on her list. Oh, okay. I thought she said only said Daredevil. <laughs> so it's going to be up to Stephanie. I'm going to write it. I'm, I'm, I'm texting her right now. She's, yeah. she's going to be joining us very soon. Um, uh, actually, what, you know what I find interesting? Mm -hmm. One of the biggest movies of the year didn't make anybody's list oh age of ultron stephanie actually one of her picks was age of ultron okay. but yeah yeah i mean it's a sequel <laughs> it is a sequel and i really liked age of ultron you know but there's just if this was just movies obviously it would be on there because yeah. there's not as many movies that came out but the tv shows have just been so good um and i think as you said what's really for all these years they kept making superhero movies mm-hmm from you know, way way back and every one of them seems like let's do the origin let's do the origin again mm -hmm. let's retell it a third time on and on and on it was always going to be television that could really do these characters the justice as yeah. their long form storytelling mm -hmm. if someone ever had the vision to go ahead and do it yeah absolutely the right way as opposed to what smallville did which was interesting but not mm -hmm. to the level of what these things are right absolutely yeah mm -hmm. absolutely um fantastic well four yeah. Well, you know, on it, can you imagine that being done in the way these Netflix shows are done or or to put out the whole family dynamic and have that yeah. change in growth and arc? Yeah. Well, you see a show like Supergirl or Flash on and it's like, do it. Do yeah. Fantastic Four. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I know. I, yeah, I totally agree with you. Uh, we're adding Mara to the call. So Mara is here. Yay. Yay. Hello. Yay. <laughs> Congratulations, doctor. Uh, thank you. Sounds Dr. so Mara. nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're right now trying to figure out our fifth in the adaptation category. That's what we're at. So okay. I'm going to catch you up here. All right. Locked in are Jessica Jones, Agent Carter, The Flash, and Supergirl. Those four are locked in. Okay. We're trying to decide between Ant-Man and Daredevil. Ooh. Right now we're, we're, <laughs> we have a two to two split uh, if it should be Ant-Man or Daredevil. And uh, my gut instinct says Daredevil. 
Oh. oh. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I have problems with Ant Man because it just didn't make sense to me that that Wasp wasn't a thing already. <laughs> I had I had problems with that. Like she was an initial Avenger, and so I was like, this isn't an accurate adaptation in my mind. All right. There you go. Mara just laid it down. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Well, hey guys, how are you doing? <laughs> She's already punching. She came in with the knives out. Nice. Shing, shing. Go uh, for the quick knockout. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll lock in Daredevil for number five. Yes. Okay. So our our nominees are Jessica Jones, Agent Carter, The Flash, Supergirl, and Daredevil. No movies on this list. No movies on this list. Very happy Fantastic with this list. Fantastic Four. <laughs> yeah. uh, I I posted uh, in our forum. Someone had post uh, had, had created the honest trailer mm-hmm. with little commentaries. So go check that out. It is pretty funny. <laughs> it is <laughs> um, devastatingly Bob, you, so. You do know that that movie actually snuck out onto DVD and Blu-ray this past Tuesday, right? I have no interest. They, it, it I, sure did. <laughs> I swear. I part of my job, like I I. I hang out on the site and I do stuff. I always look at what's coming up for the next like two months at least in terms of Blu-ray releases because I go to the movies, but I don't go to the movies that often. And so I miss stuff. And I'm like, all right, well, what should I be looking for? What should I pick up that I wanted to see? That movie was nowhere on that list for a <laughs> long time. And then all of a sudden, the update came on Tuesday of what came out, and it was just there. So they're trying to recoup that Christmas dollar on that thing <laughs> does it have a director's commentary oh my gosh oh, i don't know probably I, not i can't imagine it would that would be amazing find out right now. <laughs> that would be real awkward. oh my yeah. god no i think i think steve you know if, if i was ever going to watch it we would sit there drinking and i well, i'll do a commentary for it oh we're gonna watch <laughs> it oh i saw it I, I saw it in the theater yeah so did i <laughs> i did as well unfortunately no, no commentary listed Okay, I'm, I'm I'm not surprised. <laughs> He's fired from even doing the commentary. Yeah, Wait, it's just says, Frank making a farting sound for an hour, forty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it says bonus features, the theatrical feature, <laughs> concept art, and more, and more. Yeah. It, it was like back in the day on DVDs where they'd be like special features, interactive menu, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, language options. <laughs> Subtitles. All right. So we locked in our best adaptation category. Uh, we're going to move on to publisher of the year. Um, all right. So, Steve, give us your three. I have DC Comics, mm-hmm. Image Comics, mm-hmm. and Valiant Comics. Oh, my goodness. Indeed. Steve's really playing to the crowd on that one. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I have I have very good reasons for I'm uh, kidding. I'm totally for kidding. all of these. Totally kidding. All right. Not Bobby. I know you better than that. <laughs> I'm not there, so you're taking advantage. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mara, what are your three? I went based on the volume of books I read. Okay. And That's I a was fair. Fair way to do that. Yeah, and you know, I've been I've been keeping track all year. Like mm-hmm. I know I know statistically. But I forgot the numbers. It does not um, surprise me at all, Mara. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she's got a pie chart on her on her like her on her wall. She's our Jonathan, she's our Jonathan Hickman. The whiteboard is yeah, up. Yeah. Um, Marvel, of course, Image, and Boom. Yes, those are mine too. Boom really did a great job this year. I agree. So you had Marvel, Image, and Boom. Yep. Yes, I did. Okay, and you too, Joey. Yep. Okay. Ooh, stereo. High fives. All right. High fives in the Skype. <laughs> <laughs> Bob. 
Okie doke. I have Image. Okay, of course. Dark Horse. Okay. And IDW. Okay. The other two, the, the big two, mm-hmm. have lots of pluses. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to denigrate some of the really positive things. Why do you they hate did. Marvel, Bob? Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, look, their pricing structure, the whole Secret Wars thing, handling of major characters, and their insistence on events and renumbering and so on and so forth. DC interrupting the flow of all their books for two months. There are a couple of nice convergence books, but really just brought things to a halt mm. for no particularly good reason. If they want to move west, you couldn't have thought enough to plan ahead a year out or whatever. <laughs> so I had much more pleasure reading other people's books. So all right. Image, Dark Horse, and IDW. How about for you? So for me, it's DC, Image, and Boom. Yes. And Ooh, then, yeah. and then, and then from Stephanie, I got Stephanie's picks. Image, Boom, and Marvel. All right. So obviously, Image is locked in, which <laughs> I think we could have guessed that already. Yep. <laughs> um, Boom is also locked in because Boom has four. Nice. Is this the first time that Boom's made it to the list? I think last year they made it. Okay. I think last year they made it. But they were last. Uh, yeah, definitely. They were. And this year, they're second. They're second. Oh, they had That's an amazing awesome. year. They did have That's a, awesome. They did yeah, have no, a great definitely. Year. They did have a great, great year. We have three Marvel. We have three Marvel. And two DC. Two DCs. I think we can probably axe DR cars and IDW. Yes. Um, at the bottom there. Um, I mean, Valiant as well. I, I like Valiant. Had a, this was a year that I really started reading Valiant books for sure. And I think they had a great year. They put out great miniseries. They put out great ongoing stuff. They put out new books that I think really were great jumping on points for um, for new readers for the first time really ever for me. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, they really, I think, some of their game with a lot of um, bringing a lot of big, like bringing Lemire and Kent to do all these books, I think really upped, upped it, but also uh, ongoing books as well were, were great. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, also, um, sorry, go ahead, Steve. Just, just to give them a little bit more uh, talk before we move on, uh, they also have an incredible... PR team. Um, I've had the pleasure of meeting a couple of their people when uh, they stopped off at the comic book store, and their their reps are very um, enthusiastic and energetic, and are, are constantly going from store to store to kind of, you know, strike deals about exclusive covers. And they're also online. I've noticed that any time that they're mentioned or I reach out to them or something like that, someone from their office always finds it and not only shares it, but then asks questions. And I like that that interactivity and that connectiveness between the publisher and the reader, not to mention the incredible sales that they have at each and every uh, Comic-Con I mean, I go over to their to their booth and for 30 bucks, I get, you know, five introductory trades four upon which I'm actually still collecting. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think that um, as somebody who really got introduced to Valiant this year after years of our listeners telling us to do so and finding stuff like the Doc, uh, Dr. Mirage and uh, Bloodshot Reborn and Archer and Armstrong and just all these, you know, and not to mention that they have they have a universe that while small in comparison to something like DC or Marvel, 
I think does one of the best jobs of keeping everything in line and keeping everything connected. And if you're looking to get into universe style comic book reading, theirs might be one of the best ones in which to do that because you don't have to worry about years and years and years and years and years of history kind of sneaking in where things are supposed to be new, but they're really not. Mm -hmm. So um, I just think I just in – in the years where we've done this in the past and they haven't made it to my list, I just wanted to make it known that they were they stood out to me this year in a in a really big way. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. I mean, I'm everything you said, Steve, about about them. Uh, great year for them, I think, especially. I mean, yeah. I think looking at this, I mean, look, there's only so many publishers to, to choose mm-hmm. from. Um, I mean, we can we can I think we can safely say that DC and Marvel will be on this list considering the votes that, that have come in. I mean, yeah. we're, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think a lot of the stuff for me. I just want to say like we. DC for me, I've really enjoyed this year because I felt like uh, even excluding the fact that they did that convergence thing, which in terms of a bunch of books and that sucked, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that that was not a that was not a great thing. But the books that they've sort of and it's it's also a shame because financially they haven't done great, right? But I think the the sort of public direction they've decided to take mm-hmm. and the whole kind of DCU thing, I think was a very good step in the in the right direction as far as you know taking the, the the sort of cuffs off and saying you know don't worry so much about continuity don't worry about fitting into our house style just make the books you know that you want to make and if they sell they'll stay if they don't sell you know we, we of course we'll have to switch it up but you know we'll get we'll give you a shot at least and you know uh you know we got things like you know Grayson has been a really good new series this year. Constantine the Hellblazer has been awesome. Black Canary. Uh, Black Canary, yep. uh, obviously. Yeah. You know, they, they've done a lot of really great things. Um, they've had missteps, obviously. Um, but I think that as far as like addressing their issues and trying to turn it around, even though they haven't turned it all the way around yet, I think they've done a very, yeah. very good job right. of Coming doing that. Coming from where they came from, yes. this was, it has to be looked at. The growth yeah. there was incredible. I'm, yeah. I mean, they were number one on my list. And, and the reason for that was that, like you said, there are, like Bob had mentioned, there are things missteps throughout the year but in that in this year they've managed to create kind of a like a corner or a pocket of their brand that is like if it's even if it's like nine to eleven titles those nine to eleven titles are so on point and so good and so different than what's let's say like the new 52 where they started from that they now have this corner of dc that is light and enjoyable and varied and fun and mystic and all these crazy things going on that if you just want to pay attention to that corner of their universe you can and it's fine and it's mm-hmm. it's they haven't mixed it in with some of the bigger books to confuse you with the with the exception of the the robin war mm-hmm. but we won't talk yeah, about friendly. that right you now. Have to also, trying to paint them in a positive light. Yeah, you also have to add in the digital stuff, yeah. whether it was Sensation yes. or uh, Batman Beyond, if you go yeah, back yeah, a yeah. little further, or yep. now you've got Legend of Wonder Woman's yeah. coming out. Or Bombshells. Bombshells. Bombshells, yeah. Right. Yeah. So they're in a different place. Now, again, you know, Marvel's on our list, too. Uh, yeah. we, we all have complaints. But I what mean, yeah. was really good for Marvel, some of the launches of these books... Are really special. There's a lot more downside, I think. Yeah, my, my again, the reason they weren't on my list, and of course, they have three votes. That's half of the crew, I think, that, right. that's definitely going to make it. I'm, I just want to, you know, kind of, we're talking about everything here. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the second half of the year stuff that's happened with Marvel has really, um, or even the late, not the second half, the late part of the year that's happened has really sort of um, made me forget 
stuff I I was enjoying in the beginning of the year. You know, I can't even right now remember. All I can all I can think about is high price points and confusion about you know when events are ending and how things are restart, all that kind of stuff. You know, so I I think that stuff sort of clouds my head about about stuff. But if I go back and think about some of the great stuff that ha- w- was coming out, you know, Mark Wade's Daredevil ended this year and that was fantastic, you know, up until the end. The uh, Dan Slott Silver Surfer, of course, you know, the Howard the Duck a- a- and Squirrel Girl mm-hmm. and all of this stuff. And even, obviously the new stuff we're talking about, Doctor Strange is great, Iron Man's great, you know, th- this kind of stuff. Um, I-, I can see why they'd be on there, but that's really the reason they weren't on my list was because I just... The, the last few months have been really tough for me with with with, with them. I, they've it's really it's like the end of it's like it's like the end of a TV show being bad. You know, it kind of yes. makes you like forget how um, of the good stuff that happened in in, in the previous times. Lost, I think. No. Don't say bad things about Lost. Yeah, okay, yeah, no. let's not get into that discussion. All right. No, no. <laughs> I love Lost. And even as even as as like and the new some of the newer stuff really is good, mm. but the the price at which you you know introduced yourself to it has been excruciating yeah. just to say the least yeah absolutely now i, I do want to mention something about dark horse yeah, i know i got go i got I no did, go ahead go, 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 I go can early here. no go ahead but uh you look at from that publisher a lot of licensed stuff a lot of mm-hmm. oddball things going mm-hmm. on but lady killer mm-hmm. harrow county uh, bandette mm-hmm. and their hardcover little special editions where for 15 dollars you're getting an actual honest to goodness book mm-hmm. filled with back material all sorts of goodies yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't. And they've also been putting out the Omnibuy for Oh My Goddess, yes. the manga series. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yes. Yeah, and Zodiac Star Force mm-hmm. and Usagi Yojimbo, where they've done a lot of great things with that um, that comic. So dark, I like Dark Horse a lot. That was my fourth, if I had a fourth. And uh, the Alabaster series as well. Yeah, yes. Alabaster series is great. Um, I mean, look, I can get behind... Image Boom, DC Marvel, and Dark Horse. Does that yeah. do we, are, we, are we all okay with that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speak up. Listen, Mar and Joy, you got you got to speak up go, if you're, yeah, you're not okay. Go with for it. it if you're. I'm, I'm down with that. Okay. Dark, Dark Horse over. What are the other options? Either, it's either Dark Horse or Valiant. Those are the really the the, the two. Um, the 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 passion in the room is there is there for Dark Horse that I will I will concede to Dark Horse. Sorry, Joy. Go ahead and as well. IDW, they got like Transformers, right? <laughs> yeah. People love Transformers. Godzilla. People love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, or is that Dark Horse? No, that's uh, that's IDW. Yeah. Careful now, Joey. Remember where you are. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hugh will kill you if he hears you say a bad word Just... about, <laughs> about Teenage Mutant Turtles. Um, okay, so we, okay, let's go with Dark Horse then. Let's go with Dark Horse. Um, Everyone's listening, Joey. Yes. Yeah. Judging, silently judging. So that's right. Sometimes people... not silently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right, fans out there. Steve and I both really like Valiant, and it still didn't make the list. So now you can be even angrier. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, send your that, emails too. Yeah, the way that Steve, you're talking about Valiant, though, it seems like in the in the next year and the year after that, it's going to really blow up, right? Because part of the thing is that they're building from the ground up mm-hmm. this kind of new universe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're just they're they're one of you know what it is. I mean, it all all of these things and our our nominations, it all comes down to personal experience. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about like I love I love Boom and I've I've I loved Boom last year. I nominated them last mm-hmm. year and I continued to love their stuff this year. But in 2015, you know, I finally conceded to checking out um, some of Valiant's books when I, I met them at one of the cons, and 
their approach impressed me so much and their just like their their hands-on method of talking to me like they found out that I was part of the podcast and they like they wanted to give me a shirt and they weren't doing it to like win my favor or anything they were genuinely excited to be sharing their material with somebody who has a show but has never been exposed to their work to like you know their right. library of stuff and really ended up turning me around like I mean I think there was maybe one thing that I wasn't wholly into that I read from them but everything else left me wanting to read more and I just that track record for me is uh is really awesome and it's it's nice to finally see what so many of our listeners have been talking about throughout the years that when somebody says that it's a valiant book I'm no longer like oh well I don't know I'm actually interested because the things that I've read from them this year have been stellar so I mean, we'll talk about some of their stuff more uh, as we get into these categories. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, just based on personal experience, this was a, a really big, uh, valiant year for me. Even if it wasn't so many titles, the titles that I I read were were super good. So I am officially a fan as of 2015. There you go. Nice. Now, Boom ended up on our list, and we never really talked about them. Yeah, but we we need to mention that early. Is it Boom? It's Archaea. It's both. Yes, it's, it's so you amazing. Have, yeah, so yeah. You have, Boombox and yeah, yep. T-Dog. Lots of really cool stuff, whether it's Lumberjanes <laughs> or uh, Rust is one of theirs, right? Isn't Steve? No. Yeah, Rust, uh, Rust, yeah. Is, Rust and Archaea title. Yeah. yeah. Giant Days. Giant Days. Yep. Ill and Ted. Yeah, there's a, a ton. I mean, they, they had an amazing year. And it, it, what's best about this year, too, I think, is that, I mean, they started doing it last year, uh, but this year... Um, it's not just like, okay, if you see a, a book that's coming out that's sort of like, I guess, a more mature title, that it's, oh, that's an Archaea book, and the ones that are sort of younger skewing are Boom books. Now there's there's just, there's a ton of mature-leaning titles coming out from Boom itself, you know, Boom Studios mm -hmm. itself, and that's just, uh, they've diversified their line in, in a really great way, and, and they deliver on sort of all the points that you want them to deliver on, you know, whether it be for kids, for young adults, for, for you know, for teens, for for adults, adults, you know, whatever, it, it all it's all there. Um, and they do so at reasonable price points. You know, they get out trades very fast. They publish nice editions of things. It's just, they do everything the way that you, you kind of should be doing it, which is, which is a really great thing. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, and you know, uh, image is image. I mean, I got, it's not really, yes. much, we, it was on everybody's list. So it's yeah. not, it's, <laughs> it, it's not, it's something to say. I mean, they're, they're pound for pound. There's no publisher out there that puts out, more high quality stuff at a, at a, at a, at a higher rate. Um, I mean, we, we had our small complaints, right? There's a lot of uh, post-apocalyptic yes, science fiction yes, books yeah. that came out this year from them, but they also still have so many other ones. Like, you know, we're going to talk about a ton today, you know, probably yeah. that are, that are not those things as well. Um, and some of those post-apocalyptic books are really good. Right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, you just start to see it. It sort of, it sort of starts to mesh together in your head sometimes when when, yeah, totally. when, when you get a ton of them. What if they did a mashup one of these? Yeah, <laughs> have all cross these characters cross over. No, no, actually, yeah. no. We don't want them to do that. No, thanks. Yeah, an no. event, the image of post-apocalyptic event. I would have no money. Oh God, no. A creator of owned comic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I want to say it's been a good year too for I think new little publishers starting to, to make some waves like uh, black mask is, is is one of those publishers um the new one aftershock, aftershock which we were just talking about it's been a nice yeah. year for little companies starting to make inroads and starting to at least gain like small amounts of audience and that's a nice thing to see that <clears throat> you know it isn't just all the same players over and over again and i think you know it's it's tough to put obviously 
a company that just publishes like let's say graphic novels or something on a list like this but um you know someone like first second who we talked about last year too continues to put out consistently just great stuff over and over and over again the same thing with like drawn and quarterly they, they put out mm. great collections of things over and over and over again there, there's just never been more places to get great books um Comics had a big year too. Archie as well, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and you know, if if books like Afterlife with Archie and Sabrina had been published, interesting. Yeah. Yes, uh, they'd have been on my list. Yeah, yeah, Archie would have been would have been very hard to you know contend with as far as if they had the new Archie, the new Jughead, Afterlife with Archie, and, and Sabrina all coming out on a regular basis. Uh, but even even without that, the, just the two new. I guess Archie mainline series have been great and have done a lot and they're really starting to make a play as well. So it's, it's been a good year overall for publishers and especially uh, the diversity of publishers, you know, across the board. Um, yes, yeah, the marketplace has changed. Publishers are adapting. Mm -hmm. That includes the big two in their own bizarre yeah. sideways yeah. way. <laughs> in a way, it helped too that Marvel and DC kind of blew their publishing schedule in half and opened up, I think, the conversation for a lot of these smaller publishers Absolutely. to kind of get Great into point. it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, because if, as much as they wanted to think they were jumping on points, they were jumping off points for some people. It's like, you know, you gave me a couple of months off. I like these image books. I'm going to go read Saga instead. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, okay. Sorry, I'm just, I'm just getting, I'm just talking to Stephanie. <laughs> I'm trying to get this thing worked out. Um, all right, so Bob, actually, you want to read the categories today and the winners? Sure. All righty, our nominees for best cover are, drum roll, please, Inhuman number twelve, the Phil Noto variant, Batman number forty, Greg Capullo, Batman fighting a dragon, uh, Ant Man number four, the Miami Vice, Mark Brooks. Variant. Uh, Hank Johnson, Agent of Hydra. And did we pick a fifth? No, we don't have one from... Uh, well, Mara didn't have one on her list. I don't know if Mara, you had a chance to think of one. Well, you know, it's it's hard for me to think of covers because honestly, I don't look at them. <laughs> I know that sounds terrible. I know what books I'm going to pick up. I just jump in. Gotcha. Um, but if I had to pick a cover, it'd be any of the Thor ones, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, we did mention that the mighty Thor, Thor number one wraparound. Yeah, the wraparound cover, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, throw that on there. Okay. Well, I mean, I think we all love that cover, right? Yeah, so that's, absolutely. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It was in my honorable mention underneath, yeah. bubbling under the top. 40. When I first before I like thought about like that, we have six people on the show this this <laughs> this year. That was definitely one. I was like, this is the one I'm going to push for to be like the the fifth one. So it was my. It was in my. I should have put it on my list, but for some reason forgot. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That's that's, that's a popular list for all of us on these yeah. on these things. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, dude, you know, you yeah. know the pain, it happens. Yeah. It was like I said the other day, I was just driving in my car and all of a sudden I, I remembered one of the games I was supposed to nominate. Oh. And I'm like, you know, in the middle of the highway and I'm like, oh my God, Assassin's Creed. <laughs> <laughs> and then it got sacrificed. But I sacrificed it, so that's okay. Yeah. Um, that was a really good podcast, by the way. Yeah, man. people nice should job. listen to that. As far, as far as like end of the year stuff, we, the Talking Games one is now, but probably not for a couple of weeks now that when this comes out. Mm -hmm. But listen to that one. We give it the top 10 games. A list of 37 down to top and to, 
wow. one to ten. Wow. Um, it was yeah. intense. It went really well, though. And I, I'm extremely happy with the list. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, like I said before, these are going to be uh, kind of carved up into discrete chunks, these these bunch of mm-hmm. podcasts we're doing right now. Um, so this is the end of the, of the, the first of our, our best of 2015 podcasts. Um, we're not going to do the same sort of like rigmarole at the end of every show that we do at a normal show, because I don't want to say it seven times today. Uh, no. um, do you want me to finish the other two categories? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. absolutely. Uh, yeah, sorry, double double end. Steve distracted me. Yes. <laughs> Yes, yes, it's all part of my plan. So be- best movie, TV, or game adaptation, we have Jessica Jones, Agent Carter, The Flash, Supergirl, and Daredevil. All right. And for publishers, we have Image, Boom, Marvel, DC, and Dark Horse. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Great. All right. So uh, make sure you guys, if you have books and uh, and the categories that you agree with us here and you don't agree with us here please make sure you either uh, send us an email um podcast or tweet at us at talking comics of course go to the forums and uh, there as well and you can write longer form stuff or comment right on these posts and let us know what you're thinking make sure you vote in the polls to let us know you know what uh what books you guys think uh, belong on on these lists and um what do you think should win um and next time we're going to come back and we're going to do i just wrote this down so i could remember it uh breakthrough artist and breakthrough writer a best single issue and best graphic novel of the year on on the next show. So we got some big, some heavy hitters for 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 next week, uh, for next week, for next time, probably tomorrow, or the day after. I don't know how I'm releasing these, so who knows? Mm-hmm. But the next time Talking Comics pops up on your podcast feed, that's what we'll talk about. <laughs> so uh, for Bob, good night, good afternoon, <laughs> good morning, Steve. Catch you next time, Joey. Bye bye, and Mara. Adios. Until next time on Talking Comics, to be continued. <laughs>